Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And good evening and welcome to the Cleveland Browns Victory Monday show. How is everybody doing? It's a Monday evening and no, the Browns were not victorious yesterday because they didn't play. But this is a new show we're trying out and we're going to plan on bringing this many times this season as we prepare for the Browns to win lots of games And we will bring it first here on the Fanatical Elves Network. Now, if the Browns lose, Lord help us, this will not be the Victory Monday. It'll be more of the Debacle Monday show as we critique and analyze the coaches, the players, all of the above. But we're going to stick with the Victory Monday concept and hope that it brings good luck to our Brownies as we go forward. Yes, the Browns do play their first week one game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday, September 10th. We are only, well, we're six days. We're going to be five days away. This is a late Monday evening show. We love the fact that you're tuning in to the Fanatical Elves Network. I'm John Suchan, and we've got a great list of contributors that bring bring great material, great shows. And as we prepare for this great first week one game, it's going to be exciting, folks. I'm pumped. You're pumped. We're ready for the Brownies to get out there on the field of play and win their week one game. Now, the Browns did win a year ago 
it was pretty dramatic. It didn't need to be, but the Browns' defense kind of choked at the end of that game. But the Browns held on because Cade York, who no longer plays with the team, kicked a 50-some yard field goal and won it. Cade York is gone. We've brought in a new kicker, but then Dustin Hopkins, and hopefully he'll have a successful season ahead. Now, with the Browns coming up this week, you know, all eyes are on will Joe Burrow, Joe Schmo, be out there uh, playing? As many of you might know, we he did injure his um, calf uh, muscle uh, at the beginning of training camp. And there was speculation that he would not be returning at first, but it sounds like he was back at practice and looks like all things say that he's going to be playing Sunday down on the lakefront. Now the Browns have had a lot of success against the Cincinnati Bengals, actually under Kevin Stefanski, uh, as he's been the coach over the last several seasons, they are five and one. And, uh, you know, this could be win number six for the Browns. They did lose to the Bengals for the first time last year, keeping in mind that the Bengals did make a run at the Super Bowl not so long ago, two years ago. So there's a lot to uh, a lot going into this game. Cincinnati's got a, several new players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They lost several veterans in the secondary. Will the Brown strike expose that early on in the game against the Bengals and try to go deep with one of their wide receivers? Is Marquise Goodwin going to be there? He's coming back from a blood blood clots. Amari Cooper, obviously. Elijah Moore, their new the hot commodity right now. Elijah Moore. Everyone's expecting great things. I still uh, am hesitant to go overboard considering the kid hasn't had more than four or five hundred yard seasons over the last two years. But we shall see. There are, um, you know, I wrote an article uh, this week for Dog Pound Daily. Check them out. I also write for Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders. Check them out. Cleveland Sports Talk also. They support our Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. Check us all out. We've got affiliates all over the country from the NFL to Major League Baseball. But I wrote an article for Dog Pound Daily, and it was about three keys to the Browns season ahead. Yes. Now you might jump to the conclusion. If I say three keys to the season, you might say, Oh, Deshaun Watson. Oh, Nick Chubb. Oh, Miles Garrett. Oh, you know, um, great. It's great that they're hopefully going to have great seasons and we need them to have great seasons, but are they the keys to the Browns having more success than they have? They've struggled over the last two years. They've, they're sub 500 with their record. Nick Chubb had great seasons over those last two years. Deshaun Watson back in 2019 when he last had his regular season with a team with the Houston Texans was phenomenal statistically over almost 5,000 yards passing. And yet his team was lousy and they finished with a record of four and 12. So while those players need to step up and, and play big and do what they've been doing, it's going to take other things for this team to really be successful. One of the main things that I, you know, did going back and looking over the past year or two, the Browns, as you know, and if you follow the team closely, or even if you don't follow the team closely, it always seems that Cleveland is in these, these games there where the 
the contests are close. It's the NFL. Most games are going to be close. But when the Browns had opportunities in the red zone, especially last year, they struggled inside that 20-yard line. They struggled. They couldn't get the ball into the end zone and then oftentimes would have to uh, just kick the old field goal for three. Or Kevin Stefanski would try the old fourth down play, which would work half the time and wouldn't work the other half. But not scoring those touchdowns really had a bearing on how many points the Browns scored. They were 19th in the league last year on um, in red zone conversions into touchdowns. That led them to be about 17th or 18th in the league in scoring. They only averaged 21 points. The good teams in the league, like the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, they were averaging closer to 30 points. The Browns need to start getting back to that way. They need to start punching that ball into the end zone. And they can't just settle for the three points. Now, they definitely need that field goal kicker, and they need him to be more consistent. Kate York was not very consistent. The defense. We've had moments over the past couple of years with Joe Woods and his defense. But there were too many times where there was miscommunication. And now the Browns have brought in Jim Schwartz, their defensive coordinator. It's all hands on deck. Guys are going toward the ball. They're aggressive. We got to see more of that. And they have to be more consistent. They need to be able to hold down teams when they are down the Browns need to put the pedal to the metal or the metal to the pedal or whatever. Um, and really just when they have that big lead, they need to take advantage of that and, and finish the game last year in that week two game against the New York jets. They're up 13 points with under two minutes to go. And the jets have no timeouts. The idea that the jets came back and won that game is just embarrassing as all get out. There's no way in the world they should have lost that game. If the defense steps up, if the special team steps up and does their job, then that game was won by the Browns. It was won from the Browns by the Browns, but they blew it. And those moments can't happen in this season ahead. If the Browns have any intention of trying to get that playoff berth that they sorely desire, then they have to take care of business. Starts with coach Kevin Stefanski. Saw an interesting article today about is Kevin Stefanski on the hot seat or is the seat even warm by my colleague uh, Eddie uh, over at the Dog Pound Daily. Well, I agree with some of his take on that article. Uh, His assessment was basically that he didn't believe that Kevin Stefanski was that much on the hot seat or the seat was even warm, that he hasn't had the opportunity to coach Deshaun Watson for an entire season or many of these other players. It's been discombobulated. While I agree with some of that, I certainly believe that the seat is very warm, if not hot, for Kevin Stefanski. If this Browns team can't get off the ground to begin the season, they are in trouble. They they play all three teams in the division right off the bat. Throw into the Tennessee Titans, you get your bye week, and then in week six, they have to play the San Francisco 49ers. If this team is crawling at 1-3 and three or 0-4, oh that's not good, folks. And you and I both know that the that this organization, this fan base, isn't going to be able to take it much longer. Definitely, the seat is very warm for Kevin Stefanski. Can't see it any other way. He has struggled with these past teams, 
And while there are some legitimate reasons why they got to that point, as a head coach of an NFL football team, there's no excuses. And probably Kevin Stefanski would say the same thing. There shouldn't be any excuses. Jacoby Brissett was their quarterback last year. They could have won more games with Jacoby Brissett. The idea that they settled for three and seven or four and seven under Brissett is inexcusable. And Kevin Stefanski, I'm sure, feels the same way. So we'll see what happens this season. I certainly don't want the Browns or the organization to make a rash decision and try to fire the guy just because. Good teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and even those Pittsburgh Steelers have held on to their coaches for many years. And they've turned teams over and they've been successful year after year. The Browns need to get to that point. They're at a real they're at a crossroads here, folks. This organization is again at a at a point in their franchise where they need to step it up. They've rode with Kevin Stefanski now going into year four. That's substantial. And we need to really, really applaud them for that. But hopefully Kevin Stefanski can be there and ready to go and do his best coaching that he's ever had in his career. All right, folks, that's our Victory Monday show. Now, next week, the Browns will be playing on Sunday and we will be having our Victory Monday show where we're going to talk all about what the Browns did to get that Victory Monday. So we'll look forward to talking to you on that show. Now, if in case they do lose, it will not be called Victory Monday. It will be the debacle Monday show where we will be very opinionated and critical of what went wrong with the Browns in week one. But that's not going to happen because the Browns are going to win and it's going to be Victory Monday. All right, folks, take care. This was the Victory Monday show on the Fanatical Elves Network. Go Browns! This was a production of the Fanatical Elves Network. Tune in next time for more shows on Fans First Sports Network. Mm-hmm.